When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No Welcome to Homeschool Podcast. Homeschool. The Homeschool Podcast. Why? Because it was homeschool. It's time to document the journey. Welcome back to Homeschooled Podcast. I'm Augustino Zoida. I'm the host of the Homeschooled Podcast. And um, my co-host, Kevin Lyons, is still out of town. And uh, But I do have a guest calling in today with, um, you know, you never know who you're dealing with, with, uh, with, the, with the vid on, back on the rise. Some people got their guards up. Also, it's it's uh, we're having like a little bit of a heat wave here in uh, Los Angeles this week. So, you know what? I'm having my guest call in, which I'll call him up in, a, in just a second. But first, I want to just a quick reminder that this episode is brought to you by Personal Chef to Go. Personal Chef to Go is a fantastic food delivery service delivered to your home right to your door, contactless, all right? I know you don't want to go out there in the grocery store and go in the lines and, uh, you know, and and listen, a lot of you guys have been stuck at home for a long time. You're sick and tired of making dinner and the same old takeout. And uh, most importantly, you want to lose weight, you want to eat healthy, and it's tough. It's tough having a you know, you want to you want to eat healthy, and then you have to keep cooking for yourself constantly. That's the best way to eat healthy, and it gets annoying. And some of you guys don't know how to, or you just don't have the time. That's why I like Personal Chef to go because it literally is like having your own personal chef. They every week will mail you the menu, and you choose your food items that you want to eat for the week, and they mail it right out to you. You don't have to cook anything when it gets to you. It's already made, and it's prepackaged, and it is uh, it's already in its own portion so you now not worrying about portion control let me read you this week's menu i had uh my personal chef email me uh chef blaine emailed me this week and he goes here's the menu we got salmon rockefeller which is uh, a scottish salmon with uh, a crab meat topping with bacon served with a side of uh of squash butternut squash you guys there's there's cold water cod there's, uh, let's see, uh, chicken coat on blue, uh, Moroccan grilled chicken breast, grilled steak chili, grilled barbecue chicken, jumbo lemon shrimp, stir fry. This is what they're emailing me, you guys, for the week that you can choose between, you know, if you, depending on what you're doing, if you're doing one box to try it for one week, you know, you got or five meals or, or however many meals you choose, you choose which one you want out of these. We got stir fry beef loin. Oven-baked penne lasagna, grilled shrimp Caesar salad. There's, uh, let's see what else we got. We got Florentine-style cold-water cod. Um, chicken breast stuffed with lump crab meat. Ooh, that sounds good. Chicken, uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, pork loin chops. Uh, Garlic-sizzled fajita beef loin. Uh, Southwest chicken chili. You guys, it, it just goes on and on. Southwest chicken salad, teriyaki chicken salad marinated shrimp salad listen there's there's tons more and and they just email you this at the beginning of the week and they go you know put in your order out of these which one do you want you select it they deliver it to your door and you you just pop it in when you're ready to heat it and then you just eat it this is great because there's a lot of people don't have time to cook these home-cooked meals um 
or know how to cook it or know how to cook healthy. So they're cooking healthy for you. They're cooking delicious for you. They're worrying about portion control. All you got to do is receive the package. All right, you guys. Uh, so try Personal Chef to go by clicking the link in the description and just do one trial. Just try one box. That's all I'm asking. But when you do it, please support the Homeschool Podcast and click the link in the description. Also, this episode is brought to you by Puffy Mattress. I cannot go on and on more than I already have about how wonderful Puffy Mattress is. You guys, I'm not even making it up. I'm not reading the script. I'm telling you that I'm sleeping on my own Puffy Mattress every night, and it is great. Um, before this, I had a uh, old school, like probably like more than 10 years old, uh, you know, regular spring mattress, and it was. I knew it was time for a new one. Uh, my wife and I were having, uh, you know, back pains, waking up in pain every morning, and we knew it was time for a new one. And we tried a couple of these memory foam mattress services that deliver to your door in, in, the, in the box and you watch them unfold and everything. And uh, we tried a few and we kept sleeping on it and then waking up and we still had the back pain. And people told us, well, you got to give it a little bit longer. got to give it, you got to get used to it. And we kept trying and we just had the back pain. I got to tell you guys, um, when I got Puffy Mattress, it was like the best night's sleep I've had in a really long time. Not to mention the, uh, the King puffy pillow that that it came with it just kind of makes the whole package worth it uh it makes it that much more better and um i just sleep so great when i go on the road i went on the road to arizona recently and i was i gotta tell you guys i was thinking about my own bed and how comfortable it is and after sleeping on it for about five days my back pain was gone i was waking up and there was like no more back pain like literally like right now i, I was thinking about it the other day i told my wife i was like do you remember the last time you woke up with back pain she was like no because we've had our puffy mattress now for for a couple of months so if, if you need a new mattress you guys i highly recommend puffy mattress as does america it's america's number one uh memory foam mattress delivered right to your door i got the one that has the uh, the cooling gels um i got a queen size it, it's great and they offer um finance options okay so if you can't afford to buy it all at once you can make payments on it you can pay it off with zero down just just go click the link in the description fill it out see if you get approved you guys it's great you need a good night's sleep to be dealing with all the bullshit that you deal with when you're awake so click the link in the description right now and not only will you get three hundred dollars off your puffy mattress but you will also get the king puffy pillow free included with it and hey try out to fill out the form to see if you get approved to do zero down and just make payments on it it's uh it's worth it you guys all right so i hope you guys had a great fourth of july weekend hope everybody was safe i heard about some uh, people in my neighborhood that lost their pets i knew that shit was going to happen i hope that none of you guys lost your pets or or you know set somebody's hair on fire um but anyway, right now, we're going to have our guest call in. Um, my guest today is uh, Greg Wilson. He's been on a couple of times before. He's a really, really extremely funny stand-up comedian who I've known probably since I've started. And he teaches a comedy class. He's been, like, you know, headlining since before I started. Uh, just just really funny dude. Um, so uh, that's it, you guys. It's Greg Wilson. Let's give him a call. the wilson what's up augustino how you doing man dude i'm great how are you eh, you know getting through it <laughs> i see you dude i see you over there on your couch eating your little junk food and <laughs> dude, i've had it i listen that's where it's been for four months and then i was like you know what i gotta bring this back under control <laughs> <laughs> It was because you know the first you know we were on this ride that we yeah. didn't know where it was going or how long it was gonna last, and so I was just like, you know what? If I'm going out, it's not gonna be on a salad. You know, <laughs> if they take yeah. me to the hospital, I want to know that my last meal was fucking delicious. Yeah. So it's like all bets were off, and then that dragged on, you know, for like three months. It kept getting and extended then, and getting extended. Right, and then it was like, okay, you know what? Now I'm just killing myself. <laughs> now I need to go ahead and and I gotta save myself from myself. So what about I, the uh, drinking? The drinking too? 
Well, the drinking's been tough. That's the toughest thing. You know, it's so funny. I have a joke in the the new new, um, which is the you know all the quarantine and all that stuff. And I talk about how uh, you know uh, you know then the protests. You know, I and I had just gotten my drinking under control. <laughs> like I, I had, I had just started to bring it back down. I had you know gotten off the hard liquor every night. Had a couple dry nights here and there. I was yeah. like. I was getting it back together, and then, uh, 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 you know, the the protest started, and the first one was so close to our house, and that was the one that was, like, the biggest one in terms of the rioting and the looting. Right. Was that first one, and that was my neighborhood. Uh-huh. I mean, we live, you know, it was, uh, blocks away from 3rd and uh, Fairfax. So right. all of that was happening, and I'm, like, watching the news, and I'm running outside to see if it's coming down our street, and uh-huh. I'm watching, you know. It would scare. So I mean, the drinking shot right back up, baby. Yeah. I mean, through the roof. And so <laughs> now I have to admit, lately I've been able to bring it. I'm bringing it back down. I'm bringing it back down. You know, but I've, I have, I'm definitely doing better with food than I am with the booze. The boozing has still been pretty uh, prolific, but um, dude, it's but like that's coming down to like. I mean, look, it's seven o'clock. I haven't had a drink yet, so that's hey. Progress. Dude, I'm with you, bro. Uh, I feel exactly the same way. Like I've, I've, I kind of have somewhat of control over the food, but with alcohol, I'm, I'm drinking every day. Um, but I have, like you said, like a couple of dry days. Yeah. And um, I've actually, I mean, we just had a Fourth of July weekend, and I've told myself that this week until next weekend, like I like to give myself little small goals. Like I'll go, like I'm gonna go, right. the, the, I'm gonna go like Monday through Thursday. And not drink. Right, you can't do full stop because yes. you have to. You, you you'll freak out. You'll panic and just blow it all up. You got so like, to make like little promises to yourself. Shore, right? <laughs> you have to have a visible shore. You're like, I just I gotta get to that side. Yeah. And on that on that shore, lots of booze. <laughs> yeah, man. And you know, uh, I in the beginning of all this, I thought I was doing pretty good. Like, first of all, it started and we were already in Lent. I'm Catholic. And I gave up like yeah. you know beer and, and and bread and fatty foods. Like I give all that stuff up for Lent. And uh, so in the that's, beginning, I think that's that's more than the priest give up. <laughs> oh yeah, the priest can't even give up. Thing. You pick one thing. Yeah, you know? yeah, they can't give up masturbation. Oh, dude. they don't give up. exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, can't man, give I was up doing the good. Boys for nothing. and you know and and then all of a sudden lent was over and i go well i can enjoy myself a little bit i'm gonna have a couple things that i normally like and then it just exploded from there yeah (laughs) and i haven't looked back same way which is it's a slippery slope like once Uh you start it's like and i'm all the way back in yes dude you knew me when i was like big as shit too yeah (laughs) you knew me when i was big i'm always at a slippery slope and that was one of your first great bits was I'm addicted to food. That's right. That's uh, right. That was the first bit I saw you do that I was like, oh shit, this is really good. Like, this <laughs> Thanks, man. A great bit, you know? Yeah. I was like, you know what I mean? It was your first like grown up routine. I know exactly um, what you mean. When you make that transition yeah. of doing like, you know, you you're think you're doing comedy. And funny, <laughs> right. And you were still, you know, and the first real, you know, bit of, of comedy that was really your own. Right. And I felt was, and it was so, I related to it so strongly. I was like, me too, you know? <laughs> so, you know, everything. So I was just like, this is a great bit. I'm jealous. I wish I had it. So I think that um, when you're seasoned, you, you can look at a comic and pretty much tell how many years they've been on stage. Oh, absolutely. And it's like, you know, because every little milestone you write a little better or your material develops a little bit and it's not so much silly fluff anymore. You know what I mean? Little by little, it's like better and better. So like you can just tell, like, I remember hitting those bumps where like you can almost see it on yourself too. Like, whoa, like this bit is like in a whole nother generation and, and, but the rest of my act is still in the past, (laughs) you know, so you just got to keep writing. One bit at a time. You gotta push the other stuff out. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. with the stuff that really becomes, you know, your next level of material. I mean, that's the way it goes. But yeah, that being addicted to food routine. I remember watching that, going, "Oh, he's on to something here." <laughs> yeah, I haven't done that in a while, but it is on the first album that I ever recorded. Which, by the way, so I recorded an album a few years ago, uh, my first album, and I never did anything with it. Like, I just let it sit there because I wasn't 100% happy with it. There's some bits that I didn't really like, 
And um, at the beginning of this quarantine, I decided to finally tackle it. And I edited out, edited out a couple of things I didn't like. And, and, you know, it went from like an hour and 10 to like a 50 minute album. So um, I was super excited that I was going to do something like, you know, progressive during this lockdown. And I did, dude, I got my album done. I got the artwork done. I got everything put together and I submitted it for distribution. And then, and then, uh, you know, the distribution company was just like, yeah, our warehouse is closed for COVID. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you go with CD baby? Was that where you were trying to launch it? Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So CD baby is just like, you know, the physical ones are already made. And so everything's done except that, um, CD Baby can't actually forward all your stuff to um, like Pandora and, and iTunes and Amazon because there there there's nobody in the warehouse. Like, but to they do that send stuff. them hard copies. They don't just send them the files. Apparently, they send them hard copies. I wondered that myself because they specifically tell you that you got to make some CDs and we're gonna keep five of them to distribute to these five like major players. So I guess that's how they do it. It's weird. It's almost like they do that just to keep the CD business alive. Exactly. <laughs> because their sister company is the ones that make the uh, the, the actual physical copies. Yeah. And it's like, what well, am I going to do with using, those? I remember using CD Baby back around, yeah. you know, 2006, 2007, like in there. Mm-hmm. You know, when people still played CDs, you know? Yeah. So I, we would, I would sell them at my show, CDs and DVDs and stuff, so... <laughs> yeah i you know th- there's uh there's this uh like kid who you know listens to the podcast and he knows me from joey's podcast and stuff and he works at this um takeout food place that i that i go and, and when i went in there one day he was just like oh dude like i know you and stuff like this. just a really nice kid and then i actually got my hard copies of my album and I, in the mail and i was like oh I'll, I'll bring this kid one next time i go in there so i i brought it to him and then he's just like dude that's so nice of you and he's like i don't have anywhere to play it <laughs> <laughs> i know like i keep a la- a pc laptop because it has a cd dvd drive on it right the macbook has no drive on it like so if i it doesn't and I still have a ton of old DVDs of like when all the shows I did for like World's Dumbest on True TV. Okay. And I've never really taken that many clips out of them that I really need to <laughs> just to kind of put them out there, you know, because it's hours and hours of work. Right. And, and, you know, that I did on television, I never really put it out there. So, you know, but that requires having a DVD drive. Right. So, yeah. Even man. just to initially rip it and get the MP4 off it, you know? Yeah. That's what you got to do. I mean, I mean, during this time, that's the time to do it. Just, okay, let me start getting a bunch of clips and, you know, I can't perform anywhere. So let me get old performances and start putting those up on Instagram. Yeah. And you know, my new, Oh, that's the other thing is I have hundreds of hours of shows. I'm sure. Wild shit that I've never been able to go through. And I still need to, I did again at the beginning of the pandemic, I was doing better about editing that stuff. Then I started all these other projects and then it, cause you know, and it kind of slid back off and every day I'm like, I need to go back and edit more videos. That's what I really want to do is put out tons of content from stand up. all these shows. You know how much I riff. I'm a riff monster. I love to improvise and I have so much of it caught on tape on video that I haven't ever really gone through and clipped out and put out there. And I need to do that. And that's the great stuff to post, you know, it is. Cause it's like, the more you put out your jokes, the more they come to your show and they've seen your jokes. Yeah. You know, so you it's put like out that riffs, improv. You can put yeah. That shit endlessly. You're never going to do that again. You know, exactly dude. And those really rare situations, you know, I think, I feel like that stuff just does so well on Instagram. Dude, There's one I've been thinking about that. I want to find so bad. I, it's from God, probably like 2010, but I'm sure I still have it somewhere in the hard drive. Okay. And, in it, I was doing this bar show at the Sportsman Lounge in Virginia, and I guess they had some kind of a dinner beforehand, and at this dinner, they put out baskets of rolls. Okay. So At everybody's table? Yeah. Okay. So I must... <laughs> And I say something to some woman, and next thing I know, this fucking roll comes flying out of the darkness. No way! Shoom! <laughs> and I and I dodged it. I was like, I was like, whoa! And I was like, okay, listen. I said this to the woman. I said, listen, I'll make you a deal. 
you don't like a joke, you can throw a roll at me. <laughs> but if I catch it, you got to let me have a free shot. <laughs> At your face, at, at your at your face. Oh That's my god! Uh, you know, and she was like, "Fine, uh, dude, you don't realize the reflexes you have till you really need them." <laughs> she would talk. I'd feel her winding up. And I'd just quit it. I'd catch it. I mean, it's a fucking roll. It wasn't moving that fast, right? And uh, and that's the other thing. There's no fear of like, oh, it's gonna hurt me. You know yeah, it's mean? a roll. <laughs> so it's a roll. So I'm great. And I caught like several of them, and then I'd be like, all right, you gotta give me a free shot. And so then she would like put her arms up, and uh, I think the original deal was I you let me throw them at your boobs, but I never aimed at her boobs. I aimed at her face every time. <laughs> Did you ever and hit just one? Fuck oh yeah, I just smacked her in the face with rolls. Oh my god. <laughs> How old was she? How old is she? She was like in her fifties. <laughs> was her husband there or her boyfriend? Uh, no, I don't think so. She was with some people though. Okay, like work friends, I think, or something like that. Wow. Um, and I have this. I have this footage somewhere, and I need to find it and dig it out. I have so many shows like that where shit just went crazy and. And it's like a lot of it's in there. A lot of it you miss. It's so funny. Like the really great stuff always happens when the camera's not going. Of course. And when the camera's going and you know, it's going, it's just, yeah. <laughs> you never get that it's stuff. Just, it never, it, it, but I've caught enough of it because if it's one thing I've learned is just always run the camera. Yeah. And so, but then sometimes like, you know, it'll use up most of its battery in the first show <laughs> and then, you know, I'll charge it maybe get five minutes of battery. And it just won't. And then of course the second show is the huge, fuck, you know, electric show i would love to see that video so you think it's on a dvd or like a usb or hard drive or something i think it's on because i kind of collected everything and put it all on this one big hard drive yeah and so i think it's on there somewhere oh that would be so great i hope so anyway dude i remember one where um (laughs) i think you got a chick to show her vagina on stage Okay, easy, easy. <laughs> no, yeah, that happened. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but isn't it like on like Pornhub or something? It is. It was for a minute. I think I took it down. Oh, good. Because I was because I thought it would just be a really funny way to get publicity for myself. Yeah. You know. I mean, it was. I thought people were like, who's this crazy guy that posted this video? Plus, it had nudity, so I was like, I can't. I couldn't put it up anywhere normal. Yeah, you, you know? can't put it on YouTube. Yeah, so because of the new, so I was like, well, I want people to see how crazy this is. Yeah. And so I mean, I definitely still have that clip. Um, <laughs> I mean, to be clear to to the listeners, you didn't make her do anything. She, she not at all. She was a crazy, if I recall, like a heckler, she, and, yeah, and, and got on crazy. stage. Yeah, yeah, she was heckling, and I was just talking to her, and and uh, and I think she said she yelled it out. And again, this is on video. I had to show it as proof we would. Uh, she yells out, and I'm saying something, and she go, and she yelled out like, "I'll show you my pussy," or "I'll show my." Pussy. That's right, yeah. And I and I stop what I'm saying. I'm like, "Wait, did you just say you show your pussy?" Yeah. And she and she ran up on stage, and I was like, "All right, let's see it." And she pulled her pants down and yeah. showed her pussy. You, you kind of like called her bluff because most of the time hecklers are all talk. Like right. nine times out of ten, <laughs> they're like all talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, usually they'll 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 heckle, and it's, if you call them on it, they'll like shut up. You know, but, yeah. But this is like one of those rare situations where it's just like, oh, really? Well, then fucking do it, and she did. <laughs> and she did it. I was like, well, come up here and do that, and she just ran up there and did it. And I mean, the audience—that was one where the audience went wild. Yeah. But yeah, the only way for me to, so I guess I could probably blur it or something or re. You could. So, because I would say that I'm a much better editor now than I was then, and the editing tools are much better now than they were back then. And there's so, so many I'm apps not, where you can blur yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's so many apps, and and I don't even I don't know which ones to use. I'm, I I actually haven't gotten that much better at it, but I was better than it was then. You know, <laughs> you know which one bothers me is is iMovie. iMovie seems like it's going to be really easy to use, and it's not. <laughs> are you using it on the on the Mac or on the phone? On the Mac. On the Mac. What is it you have a problem with? You know what it is. It's the uh, it's the subtitling. Like, there's no standard just subtitle. It's yeah. all just, like, titles. And I'm like, how are you missing this feature? You've updated this how many times that you didn't add just regular subtitles? You're talking about, like, okay, so you're talking about subtitles so that people can read. Like, if you want to put it on right, Instagram, you don't right. have to have the sound on. Dude, I went through 
a what? hard struggle with that too on iMovie. I thought for sure it's going to be there. And I watched a couple of YouTube videos and I've seen guys, the way that they were doing it is they were just using those titles and just typing right, it and word for it. word. Right, and exactly. I'm like, dude, like, that's like, crazy. step in this stupid process. If you're doing a five-minute comedy clip, that's going to take you hours. Right, and that's what pissed me off about it because that's really the most important feature now is to yes. have the subtitling. And, you, you know, know? Um, there is an app called um, – uh, I think it's called closed caption and it's like 99 cents a month. And I was using that for a while and you just upload the video. And it, it automatically and they, does it for you. Right. Right. But the, I was finding so many errors that you have to go through it and you can correct each word to say what you want it to say. But I was finding that it would make so many errors that I was actually spending more time doing that than anything else. And what I use now is actually an app called InShot. Which is on oh, your yeah, phone? No, I have InShot too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I use InShot. So yeah, you just InShot's re- InShot's really good, but you really kind of good. have to. They don't have it for the Mac. They only have it for the phone or the iPad. Right. So what I do is I make my movies on iMovie, the video, and you edit it all up, and then I just um, like airdrop it to my phone, and then right. and then I load it into the 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 app, and then just yeah, yeah, you can yeah. Add and it's, it's pretty there. easy to do it in that. It I is. know, and that's what annoys me is now you got to use two different applications to get this done. Oh yeah. See, and the, here's the weird thing: on the PC, you could use Movie Maker, edit it, and put the, all the subtitling on it in one, you know, one yeah. crappy program. You know, like uh, it's so ridiculous that you have to use. So yeah. So this and this, this is the other thing: I, I, the fact that this is what our craft has become—that we have to become movie makers. Yeah. You know. <laughs> That we have to become these these video jockeys to get anything. And it's like, uh, on the one hand, I resent it. On the other hand, I feel like I should appreciate it that we can do that now without having to pay some guy $500 to make a clip for us, you know? I should take advantage of it because it's so much easier than it used to be, and yet I don't. (laughs) Yet I Yeah, you're right. I mean, there's a a certain benefit to it. I gotta get out of my own way. Well, with this, like, cancel culture, man, it's like you really kind of have to welcome the you know, comedian doing everything on his own as much as like, I, I kind of hated it and I, I don't want to have to do a podcast. I don't want to ha- want to have to do videos on Instagram. I just want to be a stand up comedian. It's all I ever wanted to right. do. Me too. That's all I wanted to do. And now, you know, you, you, you can't even do that unless you do all these other things, but it's actually right. kind of great now that we can do everything on our own. Like look at the guys that to, I'm right. not, I'm not going to go into it, but like, look at the guys who are kind of being me too'd, if you will, or cancel cultured. Um, and all the ones who have a big television show or have been on movies or television shows or Netflix and stuff, they're all having this stripped away from them because someone doesn't want to be affiliated with them. But look at the guys who did everything on their own podcast guys who are, there kind of being outed in, in, in a way and you can't take anything away from them because, well, you can take away the TV stuff. But you can't take away – you're right. You can't take away the podcast. You can't take away their audience. Yeah. Their and, audience is like – you can't take away something that you didn't give to someone to begin with. Yeah. You but know? to that point, that's one of the problems. That's one of the reasons I've never really done a podcast is because it seems like all like, – like 99.9% of it, no one really – like a few people hear it. 100 people <laughs> it. 200 people hear it. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. So most of it is just kind of out there until you actually do something noteworthy. And then it's like, Oh, well let's go back through <laughs> all this shit and make yeah. sure you didn't slip up one fucking time yeah. and say something worth ripping all your life's work away from you for, because we have found this little nugget of ha ha got you motherfucker. And it's like, yes. Oh my God, I've said yeah. so many horrible things. I'm a dead man anyway, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, and then you think, and then there was a time where we kind of started to see what sold on a podcast. Like, you saw what worked. Like, you saw yeah. the guys who were making it as podcasters. They were no holds barred. They were, we don't give a fuck. The more crazier or the more, like, yeah. um, offensive, the better. So then right. we started seeing that and going, well, then I'm going to be more vulnerable on podcasts. And I'm going to say crazy, outrageous shit and fucking piss everybody off. And it's like, dude, there's probably stuff out there of me saying things that's horrible. <laughs> like, Listen, I've said out there. things on stage, let alone what I've said on podcasts. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's out like, there. 
It, yeah, and, and it, that's why I was like, I don't even know why they call it Twitter. They should just call it evidence. <laughs> To be used against you out of context in the court of public opinion. I mean, <laughs> in the court of Facebook. <laughs> yeah, and it sucks. It's completely unfair, you know. Yeah, everything's everything's taken out of context, you know, and mm-hmm. used against you. And every and and the other here's what really drives me crazy is the self righteousness of mob mentality. Yes. I mean, once the mob gets going, this is right. You are wrong. You need to apologize. We're going to strip you of everything. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. To me, okay, if you get involved with mob mentality, to me, that is the hallmark of a simple mind. Mm. Because any reasonable person should know in every situation, there's two sides to every story. Correct. And neither one of them is the perfect truth. Yes. And for you just to hear a little, see a tweet and be like, that's the truth. That's the truth. You're a fucking, you know, is, is, is now it's one thing when there's like a pattern of, of behavior that surfaces where it's not just one thing. It's, you know, hundreds of things. That, that, that's a little bit different. Now the evidence is really stacked against you. Yeah. But when we're talking about singular incidences, mm-hmm. well, you said this, or you said, you know, this one time, you know, it's like, you, okay, well, what's the context? What's the context here? You know? And I just feel like people who per- participate are always so self-righteous. Like you couldn't, one, like they're perfect angels. I would never, I am sitting here in my apartment and I would never behave as me, sir. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just nobody gives a fuck about you. That's all. That's, and God forbid they ever do because they're going to find your shit too. That's like everyone thinks that they're so fucking perfect. Everybody has something to hide. Every single human has something to hide. Absolutely. If not, you'd be performing miracles, walking on water, and converting, you know, healing the sick. So we'd all know it if that person existed. Yeah, yeah, exactly, dude. Um, I, I think you're. I think you're exactly right, man. Um, and a, a lot of these people, I would say, they're hypocritical in this mob mentality, as as you would call it. Um, and I don't want to like put down or make light of like sexual abuse or you know you know what i mean because i know it happens dude like i know Listen, it I'm, I'm, that's not what i exactly i'm not downplaying that in any way shape or form yeah. i'm just saying in general this is what we're dealing with right you know and it's like okay so i have a friend who's relatively famous and this director got accused of, of being bad he's horrible and my actor friend defended his friend the director and was like listen i I wasn't there but i could you know but i couldn't imagine him behaving in this way and i you know i have known him a long time and we you know this is not the person that i know and of course everyone now comes after him you should have just ended at i wasn't there oh yeah and just, just like you need to take this death. How do you believe victims? Blah 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 blah. And and I'm looking at this. I'm like, yeah, he wasn't there, but you weren't either, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Nobody here was there. So it's his word versus his word. And we got to look at this and be like, is it possible? Maybe that guy was, you know, not great to work with either. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes two to tango sometimes. Absolutely. I mean, and I'm not saying that that's what happened, but I'm saying that that's possible as the other, and we'll never know. Yeah. And for you to just decide, oh, I've seen enough. He said, I take his side. I believe him. You're a fucking asshole. Like, and and again, it, my friend isn't even the one accused of it. He's the friend of the guy accused of it. Oh, and I was get just it. Saying, I and it's so funny. And I, you know, I, I wrestle with this because I wanted to respond to it, but you respond to it now. It's, the flames coming your way. Yeah, dude. Um, one of my very very dear friends. Uh, I mean, you know him. Got outed for something, and I stood up and did something similar that your friend did, where I said, like, you know, um. I can tell you that I work with this person. I can tell you that this is not the type of person that they are, blah, blah, blah. You know, kind of, you, you got to defend your friend, right? Right, um, right. And, uh, dude, I was under attack. That opened me for being under attack. 
And right. I mean, you've known me a long time, dude. I'm a lot of things, but I don't think that I'm a creepy person or, you know, someone who abuses their power towards females or, uh, I mean, what little power right. I've and, ever and, had. And that's what I'm saying. It becomes this one-sided story yeah. where no one has any interest in the other side. Yeah. You because know, the other side doesn't give them their, their, their self-righteous satisfaction. Again, the satisfaction is momentary. Mm-hmm. What they get out of it is momentary. What happens to the other person could destroy their it could COVID. destroy their lives. And, and and that's what's not fair about all this. It's like let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Mm. And I know that so all of you are fucking hypocrites. Absolutely. It, it's just, it, it, but we feed on this and it's just I don't know. Very depressing. Very depressing. And you know what, dude, this is this next statement I'm about to say is not necessarily always true, but I do believe that a lot, a lot of women have uh, that have done something to, you know, sexually to get ahead in their career. Um, I think the ones that actually got ahead in their career aren't saying shit. And the ones who oh, of course not. who didn't say any who didn't get ahead in their career, they're all coming out angry and me tooing. And it's like, yeah, but if you actually made it big, you would be really quiet right now. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, that that may well be true. I don't, I don't really know. I don't think I can speak on that because I've never been in that situation. Yeah, you know, but I, of course, both should both exist without question. I mean, both I was of those things, that, and there are certain actresses that have been had that reputation of, oh, you know, but I mean, hey, I'm not yeah. judging. I, I don't know. I wasn't there either. Yeah, I but mean, what it, I was going to say is what I wanted to say in defense of him was uh, beyond that. Uh, you know, the mob mentality. It's, uh, I want to say, you know, here's the thing. I, I just wanted to tell him, have you ever been wrongly accused of anything? Yeah. Okay, because I have, and it sucks. Mm-hmm. It sucks so fucking, because nobody believes you. You're saying, you know, because they look at it and they're like, no, I can see right here, you're you're guilty. And it's like, no, I am not. You know, I took a, a, a lie detector test to prove that I hadn't stolen this joke from this month. Oh, that's right. attacking me. But everyone is attacking me already. But that's the thing. In those moments, it is your friends who come to your defense. Yeah. And it's awful that they, because I'm telling you, if they were in that situation, they would hope their friends spoke up for them. Of course. And yet the mob is like, oh, then you're a piece of shit too. And it's like, no, in these situations, your friends are the ones that speak up for you. And that is your solace when you are wrongly accused of something. And guess what? People are wrongly accused of shit every day, both in the legal system and in the social media sphere. You know, just because someone says it doesn't make it true. Absolutely. You can just say anything. You can just literally say anything. Dude, my new thing is, is like when any, when anybody says something, I just start going, well, you know what? I actually heard from some Well, I'm, I'm doing this because it's a small community, the comedy community. <laughs> so I'm doing this. Anytime someone says something, I go, you know what? I actually heard that, that you kind of were sexually harassing some people. Like I've heard that from several different people. Like I've been doing that a lot. <laughs> and then people <laughs> – and they go like, really? Who would you hear that from? I'm like, nobody. But do you see how easy that was? <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's exactly. so easy to That's make shit up. You do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if, 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 it was, if it was done to you, you know – you you would be like, oh no, that never happened. But you're so easy to cast a stone on somebody else. And I gotta tell you, when I said when I stood up for my friend, I was called um, a rapist supporter. I was called a pig. People call me. I mean, dude, you know me. I'm none of those things, man. I, I mean, I might totally do. That's the thing. And these people, they again, they getting this momentary satisfaction of letting you know. Yeah. You know, uh, you yeah. Look what I did. They'll see it. And, you know, know, our buddies. And it's like, what does that do? What are we doing, man? What are we doing? Dude, Let's our friends. Put our uh, swords away. Like, can we just put our swords away? Oh, no, not at all, dude. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It can happen. Putting the swords away? I think it can happen. Well, I like your uh, optimism. <laughs> no, but, dude, our, our buddies, Steve Simone and, and Jimmy Schubert, were walking down the street. It, you know, they were just going for a walk together getting some exercise and some woman fucking drove up and, and was and yelled at them and said justice for female comedians and like drove off and it's like you don't even know those guys those those two might be like the nicest two people in comedy you know what i mean like they're such nice guys yeah. it's like you don't you don't know anything about them and you're just fucking like judging people well, that you don't even the know other thing that nobody the other thing that nobody wants to admit of this is that you know everybody in comedy 
is crazy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. To a certain degree, mm-hmm. everybody in con- the men and the women. Correct. Okay. It's not filled with a bunch of stable personalities. Exactly. Okay. That's not who goes into comedy. Now that those people may dabble with comedy and then they see who's in it and they're like, fuck these people. Okay. Yeah. It's, 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 it, I mean, we are generally as a group, unstable people. And that applies evenly. So just as, 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 as relatively stable as some male comics are, there are some relatively stable female comics and just as wildly unstable male comics. There are, there are also wildly unstable female comics. Yes. And so, I mean, this is a, you know, these people, you need to just, there's not tremendous virtue across the board in the stand-up comedy world. Right. People need, I was just like, I, what really blew me away, I was like, it's surprising me that people expect comedians to actually be better than priests or politicians. <laughs> yeah, that's that's an excellent point, man. Absolutely. It's like, look at your priest, like, get mad at me, your priest is raping kids, go get mad at him. Yeah. We're you know we're not I mean? being anything that we that we were pretending not to be. You know what I mean? Like we were never exactly. pretending to be and anything are, else. And people are like, you know, it's like when they do their stand-up sets. It's almost like they're telling us who they really are. It's like, yeah, ah. <laughs> yeah. There's an old saying: when someone tells you who they are, believe them. Yeah. When a comic yeah. gets up there and says he's creepy, believe him. Okay. That's what makes it shocking that he's standing up there and admitting these things to a crowd. That's what gives it credence. That's why you're laughing because you're like, this motherfucker's fucked. But let's <laughs> be clear, you know, you know, not all of it is a perfect truth. Yeah. Our occupation has like one of the highest in uh, suicide rates, you know. Yes. I think like right after yes, being we a dentist. Are crazy. We're all crazy. The men and the women. So whatever situation you think it is, you know, it, there's two sides to every story. Yeah. You know, um, I think, uh, listen, dude, I've, I managed a club for like, what, four or five years. And, you know, besides uh, Terry being the, the overall who gets booked on the weekends, right? Throughout the week, yeah. I booked the shows, right? Yeah. Um, I can tell you from experience that, a lot of women, some of them that like, you don't even know their names, dude. Like they never even really stuck around in comedy. But I, right. all like open micers, you know, or it's just random chicks that would sh- like show up in LA here, here and there would constantly flirt with me. And I was a big fat dude, not a good looking dude at the time. You know what I mean? Like, I, like flirt with me, um, be uh, seductive, uh, touch me in, in areas, and, and then would try to, entice me to put them on stage so i have experienced many times females trying to use their body to get stage time at at a very small local club imagine at some of these bigger clubs and imagine the guys that take them up on the offer or imagine the guys that you know it was their idea i think it's extremely immoral to try to um you know take advantage of a of a woman or a man, you know, uh, and and say, well, I'll give you stage time, but you got to do this stuff for me. I think it's pretty immoral. Um, but at the same time, if it's two adults, like two consenting adults, it's it's really wrong for a man to say, you got to, you know, suck my dick to get on stage. I think that's horrible. But at the same time, the woman has to take some responsibility, I think. You agreed and you have to live with that for the rest of your life. And it probably makes you unhappy that you did it. And now you're coming back to like say something. And that's not the case for everybody. You know what I mean? I'm just saying in those circumstances. Right. I mean, that's what I'm saying. There's two sides to every story. Mm-hmm. And people just – and what we're living in is this mob mentality epidemic of people just ch- hearing one side, deciding that is the Bible truth. And, and that the other, you know, now it's time to burn somebody. At the yeah. Side. Yeah. Boy, we're just, it's everyone just run around with torches looking for the next person to burn down. And it's like, why, why, what yeah. good does it do? What are we doing to each other? I think it's really you know? sad too, for like the real victims. Cause there's stuff that's like either being made up like straight up lies or stuff right. that's being misinterpreted or like, this isn't really that bad. Like I've seen some now, chicks. There was now, there was a guy in like the eighties, late eighties, and I've heard the the stories about him, who was a touring comic, who 
was he was like a serial rapist. Oh, geez. I know. And what happened was, this is the story that I was told, he was doing a morning radio plug, and one of his victims heard him on the radio and was oh. like, that's him. Wow. And called the, the detective was like, he's the comedian. It's the comedian. I heard him. I know that voice. That's him. And he got busted. Okay. Wow. Now, that guy, now we have some context. There's, you yeah, know, yeah. he was arrested. He was convicted. Say whatever you want about this motherfucker. That's mm-hmm. a sick son of a bitch. Regardless of what his occupation was, he was an animal. Yeah. Okay. Whether he'd been a welder, whether he'd been, he would, you know, or a baker, he was the guy with that dark, awful, real criminal side, you know? Yeah. You know, you want to attack him, go for it. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, he got arrested and got convicted. It's like... That's what I'm saying. He got arrested. The evidence there is actually him. He got convicted. Oh, yeah, tear that guy apart. I'm, I'm, I'm for justice of victims. Um, whatever information you have, whether it be a text message or, like, you know, or just your eyewitness, like... Like, go forward, or, you know, say something, get the guy arrested, go to trial, and, like, you know, if it's all real, then, yeah, like you said, like, go to town on that dude. Fuck that dude. He's an animal. But, like, I'm not for these Facebook trials, dude. It's like, you know, I'm not going to. I think it's I think it's bad. It's all, it was all supposed to be so positive. Mm-hmm. And then it all got so negative. And it, it's in context with where we're at, you know, generally in time in our country. But, yes. you know, it just sucks that with social media, it's, you know, it was supposed to be connecting with friends and <laughs> likes. That's why they didn't put a dislike button on Facebook. Yeah. Because they wanted to keep it all positive. Yeah, you know, Instagram is but a heart. Then, <laughs> but then, right? But then, Twitter just turned into a war zone. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like I don't even like it. I want to just get rid of it. But it's like you feel, you know, it's you know, what if you put out a tweet and you got tweeted a million times? Right? You, know, uh, you know, it's like so. I got to keep it. You yeah. know, for these you know twenty four hundred people that don't even give a <laughs> shit. If I wasn't a comedian, dude, I think I would erase all my social media. Oh, I think, me I, think I would have done With, it. Uh, I think I would have a very small, uh, very intimate, uh, which I do actually have a smaller intimate page on Facebook. I don't have that on Instagram. That's kind of just me as the comedian. So Mm -hmm. I try and leave the personal, personal stuff off of there. But I do did create a separate page, which, you know, there's only like, you know, maybe a hundred and some odd people on there. I know every single one of them, you know, very well. Um, It's not... You know, the promotional page and stuff, you know, so, but then I have that page. It's like the wild west over there. I don't know these people. There's 5,000 of them. I don't know. Here's the other thing. Can I tell you most of them I never hear from or know about until something really bad happened. Yeah. And it gets like 65 comments and 207 hearts and all this. And I see it. I'm like, Oh, and and I feel bad, but I usually that's my opportunity to take them out of my <laughs> because I'm like I feel bad, but I don't know you. Yeah, I don't know you at all. You never commented no on anything until yeah, I posted something you didn't agree with. The first thing I've seen of you, and I feel bad, but if I were to post something on it, you'd be like, "Who is that?" Like I don't think you know who I am either. <laughs> so, or maybe you do, but it's like I don't know you, so I'm going to just take this opportunity to go ahead and and and, and weed you out. Yeah. And make some room for somebody that maybe I do know, you know, because it's all topped out. It's topped right. out at 5,000. So right. it's like, okay, if I want to add anybody, I'm going to cut some people out. So when I see something, you know, a lot of times, oh, thank you for all the birthday messages. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Goodbye. Delete. Yeah. yeah. And on Facebook, man, it's like, you, you know, people, I get friend requests all the time and I accept them because you never know if this is a person that just really likes your comedy or, or your podcast so i just accept everybody but now you got to be like careful <laughs> you know i don't even know who you guys are or i, I kind of exactly, feel like exactly exactly people are it's just like following me this to... room full of people that can see all your stuff but don't know them you know you don't know what their motives are i was talking you to know, a friend know? of mine he um he, you don't know him he's not a comedian but he's like one of my best friends and we were talking about social media and he was just like dude i think i've been on social media a total of eight hours of my life <laughs> and he's like, I, cause like I used to have them and then like I, I worked them a little bit. I was on there every now and then. And he's like, and then I eventually like deleted them. Cause I, I was like so jealous of him. I'm like, I've never been more jealous of you. And that like only eight hours is the maximum amount of time he's ever spent on any social media site, like combined. I just was like, yeah, that I'm sounds thinking wonderful. About, I'm thinking about kind of killing. I kind of want to kill all my personal social media. Cause again, all I can really do, especially when you do television work, 
you know, all it can do is re- take a job away from you. Yeah. Cause they scan through it to see if there's something that's going to reflect poorly on them. Mm-hmm. So it's almost better just to not have it at all. And, uh, I'm thinking about like killing all my social media and just focusing on anything where I just put work out, yeah. you know, YouTube and SoundCloud mm. and, and that's really it. What and, about, like, um, see- on Facebook, I've been wondering, I don't even know if you can do this. Like I have like a fan page on Facebook and then I have like my personal Facebook, which has the majority of like all the people following me. Uh, right. Is right. there a nobody way to combine wants, them? Nobody wants to like the fan page. Everybody wants to be your friend. They just want to be your friend, yeah. And I, it's I, like, I don't want to be your friend. Yes. I want you like my work and just like my fan page and follow the stuff that I post over there. They're like, no, I don't want to. I don't know. Yeah. I, I want to just, I want to see what you're doing. You've got to be each like, other's friend. <laughs> right. And it's like, I don't want, I don't know you. Well, that's why Twitter so, and Instagram are great because people can follow you and you don't have to follow them back. Right. But again, who knows? Who's, I don't know. Again, you know, the negativity the, the out of Twitter, it just grosses me out. Yeah. It's like, unless you're, unless you're a public person who needs to be issuing statements, I, I just don't get it anymore. You know? Yeah. And again, I'm an older guy too. I didn't grow up with this and think that this is just life. You live life online, you know? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not feeling that no more, man. I really am just like, what if it was just SoundCloud and Inst- and YouTube and you know, and I, you know, you, you want to, you can see the stuff that I create and that's it. You know what I mean? Like you can visit the shop, but you can't come in the house. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, dude. Here are my works. <sighs> you, you like you? You're allowed to like the work. I'm with you on that. Read your, I don't need to read your manifesto. You know? <laughs> I'm with you, dude. Dude, if I if I was like a big famous comedian, I think I would just hire somebody and just be like, don't comment on anything that is trending. Just like post a joke a day or something positive a day, right. and just right. to keep it going. You know what I mean? Um, before we go, dude. Uh, I know that you. So you come. You come from an improv background. I know that. Yes. I know yes. you've been a stand-up for I don't know how many years now. Uh, probably mostly, you know, like a little over twenty years. Probably twenty-one, probably twenty. I don't know. Uh, you know, because it was when I really went back to it. I guess it was about like ninety-eight or ninety-nine. So most of that. So touring as a headliner i'd say for most of it for a majority of it um, for the majority of it yeah i mean i think by about 2000 and 2000 well by about 2003 i guess i was already working as a headliner you know i was getting work in vh1 and wow so yeah i was i, was, I think so, yeah yeah so. television appearances including acting and and then you know um uh teaching comedy and dude I am losing my mind right now, not be able to perform regularly. Yeah, and, and I've only been doing it eleven years, so I can well, imagine. Well, I think it. that's well. Here's the thing: that's interesting you say that because it's actually the reverse of what for me than what you would think. Because 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 that's the thing. The, the, aside from those twenty three years, there was also you know ten years of the troop improv too. Mm. So I've been on stage, you know almost every night of the week for the better part of 30 years. And so I'm really, I'm cool, man. Like, I, <laughs> Are you enjoying your vacation? <laughs> I really am. Like this is the first time I haven't been like running up this hill of, of I got to perform where I perform, yeah. but I don't know, you know, and so, so every 30 years you can take a four month break. <laughs> right. I mean, I was, that's the thing. And so, and then also being older, having smoked weed for so long, I could, I'm high risk really kind of, mm. you know, I mean, I'm not diabetic. I'm, I'm pre-diabetic, but I'm not diabetic. Do you expect so, going out on, and, and performing at all by the end of the year? Or are you just going to straight I up would take the like year off? To, I would like to, I've kept a gig in, Arizona in September. Where? The Stir Crazy Comedy Club. Okay. And uh, the one in Glendale, which is really an excellent, excellent club. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I so, just did Phoenix, by the way. Right. But again, they're having an explosion of cases. Yeah. And now you've seen where like D.L. Hughley, like he right. took it on stage with him. And now all those people have to be tested. Like I've been saying, like, why isn't there a plexiglass partition around the stage? Every <laughs> other face-to-face interaction, the cashier has one. Okay. Right. Everybody right. else that's, that's face-to-face with people has a plexiglass in front of them now. Not us. We're just going to let it fly. 
Like, it's so fucking stupid. And I don't know that I can come back to perform live. And this thing is, I do believe I will. I think, you know, yeah, okay, yeah. maybe this takes a year or whatever. But when it comes back, I will be comfortable and I'll be ready to rock. But we need to put up the plexiglass partition. Hmm. And we need to, and we and until there's a, a cure or at least a treatment that takes it from deadly to just not cool, uh, I don't know that I'm going to bother with it. You know, I thought I'd be the first guy back in the pool yeah. until I read about all the possible devastating effects. I mean, even Ben Glebe, you know, he had it. He's someone we know, you know, um, who's well, he's a very healthy guy. Uh, and, and, and he got it. And then three months later, he had a blood clot in his leg. If that thing had moved into, you know, out of the leg, it would have hit the heart or the brain and he'd be dead. Okay, dude, I've heard from several people that they're getting blood clots from it. Yes, that COVID causes blood clots. It makes your blood really thick. Yeah, you know, and and so it's like even if you're you survive the symptoms or they're not very mild, that doesn't mean you might not get the blood clots. And the blood clots that 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 that, the blood clots killed Vic Henley. Dude, I've I heard a rumor. I don't know how true it is. You know, um, normally I, I I say a lot of stuff on here, and some of it's con- might be considered conspiracy theory stuff because I'm into that stuff too. But uh, and I'll tell you if I straight up think like I I've predicted a lot of events that have happened. I've you can go back on this podcast. I predicted a lot of them. Um, but I will tell you this is not from a, a reputable source. But what I heard. I would normally tell you, yeah, this is legit, but this is not, I don't know how legit this is. I heard that in Italy, they have uh, not taken the advice of the WHO to do autopsies on the COVID uh, deaths. Um, So they went ahead and did autopsies and their doctors and scientists have come to the conclusion that what COVID does is actually cause blood clots. And that eventually will cut off uh, air to your lungs, and that's why your lungs suffer. And that's why doctors in the U.S., they just look at your lungs and go, like, yeah, COVID got to your lungs. So uh, uh, apparently that's what happens. Blood clots causes the air. So, uh, And the doctors there are saying we've already started to just give, like, blood thinners to our COVID patients, in, including um, aspirin, like just taking aspirin. And they're yeah. said they've seen that they've had, like, all patients recover. Like all COVID patients recover just by blood thinners and aspirin, and that is uh, a source that I don't necessarily trust, but it's just something that I've heard. Who knows if it's true? I imagine Italy would have been like, you know, I think, we found yeah, I this think out. They would have told everybody. If that were the case. <laughs> I mean, they at least would have told people they like. Yeah, uh, they might not have told us, but they would have told Germany. They would have told you know what I mean. It would have gotten out. Yeah, unless they're trying to keep the cure to themselves so they can come out and be like a hero or something. I don't know, dude. But what, you can't who's trust the hero? Anything. The hero is the one that says, oh, all it takes is blood thinners and aspirin. <laughs> I mean, to me, that's a classic wishful thinking. You know, right, right, right. I heard they, what if it is? I bet this doesn't. It goes from I bet this doesn't right. to I heard this doesn't to Italy did it. You know? <laughs> but I never, uh, I never heard the blood clot theory until I saw that first. And now I'm talking to people who have had COVID and all of them have told me the blood clot. So I was just going like, oh, shit, maybe that Italy thing I saw was true. Which is uh, the no, the reason. blood clot thing is real, but I don't know that. that yeah. I, it is definitely something they need. That I think every and that's the thing. Rather than your symptoms, oh, anyways, yeah, so <laughs> it's, bad, it's bad, and I don't want it, and I don't want it, yeah. I don't want it, and so you know what? I, and 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 I will say this: you know that instinct you have when you're a young comedian it's so hard to shut off of just saying yes to everything. Yeah, you know, I'm so glad I just <laughs> said yes to everything. Uh-huh. I didn't miss nothing, man. I made every. <laughs> Did every show, did every after party. I did everything. I did some of the biggest, wildest shows in New York. I mean, I, I listen, I ripped it up. So if I, have to, <laughs> if I have to sit back and not do it for a year or even two years, then then fine. That's you had fine. a good run, huh? I had a, I had an unbelievably good run. <laughs> so fun. Well, that's I went, great, man. I, I chased every night. I, you know, I followed into dawn. I did everything. And so, okay. So now I don't get to go out for a little while. I'm a married guy now anyway. I don't mind so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, dude, it was just, you. I think you're right, man. I, I, I'm, I'm glad. And I'm sure that you lived it up. And, and, and I think that's a great logic, man. Like you, you, you fucking lived it up. And if you have to take a little break, you can take a little break, whatever it means to be safe. And I, uh, I think that's a smart move, dude. Um, I, I, it's great to talk to you, dude. I appreciate you um, 
volunteering your time to come on the podcast. Of course, man. I, I've been wanting to do it for a while. So, um, you know, I was, because uh, thing, like in the very beginning, I was like, so adverse to it. I was mm. like, all right, you know, if it's one of the big ones, I'd do it. But otherwise, <laughs> point. Well, but you know, it's like, it's like, ah, let's talk, whatever. Every podcast is COVID or racial issues. Like that's a, even if you're like a, a podcast about pottery, like they're talking about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like, unfortunately, cause it affects uh, absolutely everybody. Everything. I know, but you know what, dude, I was, I woke up this morning and I, I literally thought of you and I think I, I thought of you because I don't, I don't remember what brought it up, but my wife and I were talking about something and I go, Oh, that's a really, that reminds me of a really funny uh, Greg Wilson joke. And then I told her your joke and we were both laughing this morning. And then which I thought, joke was it? just tell me which one it was. Do you want me to tell you? Because it, it's kind of, it's a, it's kind of a racial joke. <laughs> I don't know if you want me to say it with all was going it on the in the N-word world. Joke? Was it the N word? No, 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 no. It was, it was, a, it was a, about how uh, black people name their kids. Interesting things. I will just say okay. that. Yes. <laughs> so I we were that one. we were laughing about that this that morning. Was a true story. And I went, you know what? I don't have anything in particular to talk to Greg about on the podcast, but I just really was in the mood to like talk to you and laugh and kind of catch up. So, dude, I'm I'm glad that you were able to call in. Oh man, hell yeah! I've been wanting to do it for a while. I'm glad we were able to catch up. Well, great, man. So, um, how was your fourth? Everybody's safe. Everybody's good. You and the wife. Are yeah, good? dude. Can I tell you something? Okay. Yeah. The, this, this tells you something, you know what, and, and, and I mean this about cancel culture, you know, you can only cancel something if people don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> if people want it, it you can't cancel it. Right. Because they canceled fireworks. <laughs> yeah. And people were like, well, then we're going to have a thousand times more. Did you see that shit, man? It was crazy it was crazy and, and we went over to a friend's who has a house in east dallas in east los angeles so i mean the, the the yes the latino families showed out bro <laughs> i mean you would have thought you were at dodger stadium it was yeah. unbelievable and here's the other thing and this is how you they this is the stuff you had to go to mexico to get this <laughs> you you're not getting these fireworks at the tnt stand yeah okay you got to go to another country to buy the stuff these guys were setting off because this was professional. I know, dude. Fireworks, dude. And it was well, everywhere. Can I tell you something, everywhere. dude? Speaking of me making predictions on this podcast, you can go back a couple episodes and listen to me say I pre- I predicted exactly that, dude. Yeah. Uh, it, of of these massive fire illegal fire like giant fireworks. And um, to tell you the truth, bro, I've heard several rumors in major cities, Los Angeles, New York. Uh, Chicago, just to name a few that I heard the most, that people were saying reports of um, illegal fireworks, fireworks that normally go for as high as $2,000, you know, stuff that you would see at like a concert. They were being sold for like $20 outside of black SUVs in big, huge, major cities. And I almost thought like, dude, there's something's going to go down. Like remember when the riots, they were planting bricks, you know what I mean, type deal. (laughs) <laughs> so i thought like dude you they're gonna really believe all of it you really dude i was just like dude these fireworks man they're gonna do something crazy but it, anyway i knew it dude i knew that they were gonna go off like and the next day when you walked outside it was so hot and it wasn't windy it was still so smoky it was still so it smoky was still so smoky everywhere it was like god damn that shit didn't go anywhere yeah. it was still just laying on the city it was remarkable. It really was. It we was got all like, our smog back overnight. <laughs> overnight. Overnight. We got it all back. The whole blanket was back. And I was just like, I, I just was stayed on my couch with my dog, dude, because I knew he well, would be all nervous. Well, here's the thing is I went and bought like one of those, you know, family fireworks boxes. Because yeah. I thought, I thought this will be fun. We'll set it in the middle of the street and everything. But the stuff they were setting off was so much bigger <laughs> and so much better. I was, we didn't even touch my stuff. We were wow. I have a whole box of it still because we were like, well, it's not going to beat this. Let's just, okay, right. you guys do it, you know. Save it like, for next year, man. <laughs> yeah, so I have this whole box of unused fireworks, which I did want to go to. And that was like everybody at the party. I didn't go to a party. I went to this one couple invited me and my wife over. That oh, was great. what we went to. Nice. So it was just the four of us with their daughter. That was the whole thing. Outdoors, on a patio. Exactly, you know, man. Everything. So Keeping it low key. Yeah, exactly. Super I even asked him, I said, is anyone else coming? He was like, nope. And I'm like, great. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Nobody else. Yeah. So, um, 
It's good to keep so, it yeah, small. So we went over there. Yeah, so we went over there, but no, and nobody, you know, they didn't want to mess with the fireworks. Nobody wanted to mess with them. They're like, trust me, these are going to be way better. <laughs> and sure enough, I was like, I, I mean, geez. Wow. Talking about feeling like the little dick guy in a big black guy orgy. <laughs> <laughs> It was like, wow, I don't really belong here, do I? Okay. Like, <laughs> it was remarkable. It was very impressive. Very impressive. Nice, man. Well, I'm glad you had fun. I'm glad you're safe and you guys are being healthy. Um, thank you so much, dude. I appreciate it. It was great to talk to you. Um, uh, yes, great say, to talk to you, too. Say hi to the Super wife. Super fun. Will do. Say hi to you as well from me. You got it, buddy. All right. I'll see you next time. Take care, man. Later. That was a Greg Wilson. I love Greg Wilson. Guys, when I tell you one of the funniest comics, um, just unfortunately he doesn't have it's not gonna have too many tour dates coming up because I guess he's he's playing it super safe, which like I understand I understand those guys that are playing it safe. I don't know how I would feel about performing in front of a uh, a, pl- a little plastic or maybe like a plexiglass on this between the stage and the audience. I don't know how I feel about that, but um I, I tell you what, at this point I would do it just to just to perform in front of a live audience. I'll do whatever. Um I mean, I guess that's a lot better than wearing a mask on stage because you really want people to see your facial expressions. So um, so I guess I would do that. But I don't know. In my experience, when I performed so far during all this, the club did a great job of keeping the audience six feet away from the stage and six feet away from each other. You know, there's like a long table in the front row, which they're not sitting anybody at, and the table is longer than six feet. So the next set of tables behind them is kind of where the audience starts, and then they're six feet apart from each other. So... Um, I kind of thought that worked great. Listen, guys, it's been over two weeks since I performed in Arizona when they were saying, oh, there's spikes, there's spikes in Arizona. I got to tell you guys, it's been over two weeks since I performed there, and uh, I'm fine. And um, I'm not trying to say, like, you shouldn't be careful. I don't know. I just, I'm not one for spreading fear. But anyway, it was great to talk to Greg Wilson. You guys, I'm glad you guys are safe. And um, I hope you guys had a really fun and you made some memories with the family and you guys are continuing to uh, spread that love and uh, keep yourself busy and being productive during all this like like I try to do. So listen, you guys, it's it's going to be a great week. It's going to be a hot week. Let's have some fun. Let's get it done. Let's go. I'm Augustino Zoida, and please click the link in the description for Personal Chef to Go. Sign up. Just give it a try for one box and give it a try. Uh, And then right below that is the link to get $300 off plus your free King Puffy pillow um, and and get $300 off your Puffy mattress. Click that link there in the description as well. And you can always visit us at homeschooledpod.com. Click on sponsors and browse through all the products and services who sponsor us if you're looking for a way to support. The best way to support the podcast is picking up a T-shirt or a uh, sticker, or a mug, or a hoodie, or sweatshirt, tank tops, towels. I mean, it's all on there. We have our brand new Document the Journey uh, design t-shirt, and it, it, they're so cool, you guys. I'm, 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 I'm fucking excited to order all mine and just start p- pimping those. Please check it out. Please support. I'm Augustino Zoida. How about a nice big thank you to the Greg Wilson for calling in and a big thank you to Kevin Lyons and all his editing work, even though he's on the East coast and um, a big thank you to all of you homeschooled podcast listeners. I love you guys. Have a great week. Stay safe. This is homeschooled podcast. Homeschooled podcast. Homeschooled. The homeschooled podcast. Why? Because he was homeschooled. I don't want to do that. Okay. I don't want to do that at all. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.